Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast without thanking y'all for listening, so thank you for listening, boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I really appreciate that. So today's episode, we're still on the podcasting marathon for the entire month of January. We really out here just mobbing. It's to the point where I'm in such a flaw. I don't even know if I want to stop at the end of January, but I'm just feeling real good. And today's episode, I want to give a quick warning. Um, this episode is a little spicy, okay? Y'all, some of y'all going to be upset with me, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. I'm used to getting a bit of backlash when I challenge ideas that people hold on to or I challenge ideas that folks make their money off of. Um, and I know that this this always happens when I get outspoken. So I want to give y'all a heads up. This is a very lemon pepper sprinkle and hot sauce. That's Atlanta. So it's a very 10-piece hot sauce with lemon pepper sprinkle type of episode, meaning it's a little spicy. There are going to be some choice words. So I just ask that if you're listening to this around younger ears, that you go ahead and um, shield them, okay? Because we want children to stay children as long as they can, um, where they're not hearing words like this. At least I prefer y'all not to expose what I do um, in terms of how I talk to grown folks, the children. So with that being said, today's episode is about spiritual cliches that we need to leave in 2021. And these are cliches that I, when I say I, I mean we, like I'm never above my own advice. So we may have said these as recent as earlier today. We may have said them 10 days ago, 10 years ago. We say them. And I think that it's now becoming to the point where it's lost its meaning or it's just really some shit to just say for the sake of sounding a particular way. Now, some folks, they say these for different reasons. Now, some people just say it because it's a figure of speech. It just kind of flows and that's that. There's no real like deep meaning behind it. Some do say, say these things to sound deep. Some use these cliches um, as a one-size-fits-all approach to everybody's journey, and that's not the case because all of our journeys, although, you know, I can understand the whole we're connected thing because, you know, we do share certain things. Like I did an Instagram reel yesterday about the moon and the sun and how we all look at the same sun, the same moon, the sky. At least that's what I believe. I think that's the same one sun and the same one moon, just on different parts of the world at different times of the day. So I can understand the whole thing of us being connected because we share different things. You know, we share the concept of growth and involvement and and joy and pain, things like that. And maybe um, simple things like being born and, and, you know, family dynamics, if applicable, because, you know, that don't don't always be the same either. So there's certain things we share, I understand. But in terms of our journeys being the exact same, I'm like, nah, that ain't it. And also, people use cliches to appear more, quote-unquote, spiritual than what they really are. So that's really more so for image and persona pieces. Usually, this is used when they're trying to sell you something, whether it's sell you themselves as a personality to fool with, whether it's selling themselves for a bond to be connected to them, or to get your money. Um, and again, like I said, this episode and these types of episodes really piss people off on the low, and I know this for a fact, because I fucked the money up when I talk like this. So that's why I say I'm just giving y'all a disclaimer now. Some of y'all gonna be mad, and that's okay. This is just my opinion. Please don't let my opinion fuck up how you make your money because you mad at me. Um, yeah. So also, um, this, these cliches are also used to berate others because they're not behaving in the manner that 
they want us to be. So use this as a way to kind of reprogram people after deprogramming them or keep them further programmed or to dictate their behavior by dangling approval in front of their faces if we don't do what they think is um, in the best interest of what they think is quote unquote spiritual. And I say quote unquote spiritual because spiritual really has different meanings. Like a, a gentleman the other day, I had a, a protect black woman bag. Shout out to sis um, or cease store um i actually have one of their protect black women bags and the gentleman asked me what does that mean to protect black women and i kind of was like what place is that coming from because i feel like if you protect black women you should know in your own definition how to protect black women the same way i have in my definition as a black woman how i should be protected so me telling a man i just thought that i just kind of was like and plus it's pandemic i ain't really trying to have no conversations i'm just trying to you know support black business to take my black ass home so with that being said cliche number one Higher self, lower self. What if I told y'all higher self and lower self is the same damn self? They're the same thing, okay? And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't have a problem with with lower self. I don't have a problem with shadow. I don't have a problem with none of that. Because I feel like the totality of who we are should be acknowledged no matter what. And I think sometimes everybody be wanting to do, and, and myself included now, because I've been here too as well. We be trying to ascend so hard that we really deny stuff about us that we need to confront. And then we be out here wondering why it don't feel 100% real to us because we're not keeping it real with ourselves. We're not looking at the, the entire whole of who we are. We try to look at the pretty parts and, 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 and elaborate and, and handle business on that when we really need to look at the parts that ain't so quote unquote pretty. Like, I think it's beauty in all things. I think it's beauty in flaws. I think it's beauty in darkness. I think it's beauty in a lot of things that people say we ain't supposed to find beautiful. And I think with the lower self, there's a great opportunity to sit with lower self and figure out why is it supposedly this lower self? How can I learn? How can I grow? How can I evolve? How can I transmute this lower self, quote unquote, lower self energy to be a dope ass human being in totality on both all selves? Like, what? what? Anyway, that's one cliche. Another cliche vibrate higher how sis how bruh how how do you vibrate higher i'll tell you how it's gonna come across to different people in different ways now we can go to the little laws or whatever and talk about the law of vibration and how everything vibrates at a certain frequency and how you know that works and then from these frequencies you attract stuff and i'm about to get into that with the law of attraction in just a moment because that's on bs too to a degree because folks be manipulating these little laws to make it suit their points and i'm just not with it because again they try to kick it like it's a one-size-fits-all and that's not the case so i get it vibrating higher is going to look different on a lot of people for some folks it could be eating differently because we know food makes us feel a certain way it could be just little modifications for some it could be um treating themselves better it could be walking away from an argument when somebody upsets them it could be getting silence like vibrating higher really it, i think people be caught up in the aesthetics and they just be like oh well this is how it looks no vibrating higher is truly a feeling and that feeling is going to vary based on who is feeling it so if so if you're gonna try to vibrate high like somebody else and it's not working for you then maybe that's not your way and you're perfectly within your right to allow yourself to figure out what makes you feel good to where you're just like because people always say what does it feel like to me vibrating higher and this is just my own homegirl opinion here vibrating higher feels like where i know my heart mind and spirit is aligned and it feels right to me that's what vibrating higher is 
And it could be as, as simple as showing love on Instagram or sending a text or saying I love you to somebody or helping an elder. Or on the grand scheme of things, it could be getting my business plan together and being like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This feels right. It could be different things. It could be community service. I love community service. I know I be vibrating higher when I do community service because I love being a service to people. Not because... Because I feel like a savior or a hero at the end of the day. It's because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be giving back if I'm taking it from the world. That's just my opinion. But that's just what I mean when I say vibrating higher. That's what it looks like for Maria. You feel me? So you're going to find what works best for you. But I just don't want people to get caught up in what the image and what it looks like. Instead of what it feels like. Next cliche. The law of attraction. That's all well and gay and cute and it's all fun and games until we talk about abuse. And I've talked about this before with the uh, domestic violence episode, intimate partner violence episode. I'm oh also I talked about it when I talked about Samantha Katie and what she was talking about in terms of um how she kind of tries to make it seem like black people in America was um attracting their social injustice uh incidents and things like that. And I was like, girl, if you don't get the F ASAP. And I had to do a whole episode. Normally, I don't do that addressing people. But sometimes people put their foot in their mouth so bad and folks be believing it and really internalizing that abuse is really justified. I got to speak up and I have to be like, nah. So shout out to Malaysia. All the people in Malaysia that was listening to the episode, shout out to y'all because y'all tapped in with me and y'all show love. So, uh, yeah, shout out to y'all. So. I'm not with the notion, and I have tried to have conversations about this. I have done my absolute best to have an open mind when it comes to the law of attraction and abuse. But after years of hearing different perspectives, I am not with it, bro. I'm not. I cannot sit here with a clean heart and a clean mind and an eased spirit and say, oh, well, law of attraction, folks, you know, that you must have, you must have done something to attract the abuse. I just think that's so lazy. And I'm going to be honest. I feel like at some point, spiritual health and mental health needs to have a, 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 um, a coexistence. Because I'm not going to sit here and have somebody that's not trained to know mental wellness, nothing, dictate to me who don't know nothing about diagnoses or who don't know anything about trauma or nothing like that other than their own lens of experience. You're not going to tell me I attracted anything. I'm sorry. I don't give a friggity frack. How much money you may have, how reputable you are. If you don't have the training from a mental wellness standpoint to tell me about my trauma and how I, so like, that's just irresponsible. I think it's really irresponsible. Then I hear stuff like, and matter of fact, Audrey Kitchen, I did an episode about her about two years ago because she was saying dumb stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, like, she was telling people, oh, well, you must have attracted this stuff. You were a servant in your former life and you're getting treated this way because in a past life, you're... I'm like, y'all need to... Like, this... That's that's terrible. Like, are you serious? Like, somehow you attracted abuse to you. Then I had somebody on Instagram tell me... They tried to have a, a conversation with me about it a couple of months ago. And they said, well, you know, we we're more so kicking it from a point of... What about it, me internally, that accepts this behavior? And I said, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, even that type of accountability is dismissive to people that are being abused and still excuses the abuser for making the choice that they choose to do, which is abuse. So to me, I still feel like it still puts the blame in the person's hands that survives the abuse because it, it still excuses the other person. Even saying that you attracted that to you, 
even though the abuser chooses to abuse, I still feel like that's dismissive. So for me, I can't I can't rock with something that dismisses something that happens to people that genuinely just be minding their business. They fall in love with the wrong person. They're born to to crappy parents. They're put in situations or, or homes that are not healthy. Like I just don't I'm not with I'm not with blaming that, especially when it comes to children, too. Like it's almost like I be seeing a lot of BS on social media where folks be having childhood traumas and they getting told by, quote unquote, spiritual leaders and spiritual people that they somehow attracted it. Stop letting these strangers tell us what they think happened to us and let's stop accepting that as fact because they don't fucking know. They didn't live this life the way we lived it. They have never walked a mile or a day or a kilometer or an inch in our shoes. So letting these strangers tell y'all and me, because I've never bought my own advice, that we somehow attract this stuff to us and they don't even know the context, they don't know the circumstances and be so confident, like, who the fuck is you? Like, how, what, what, how are you competent to tell me anything about my life and you don't know nothing about me? You ain't even got no context on nothing. Let alone the training to even try to sit here and start diagnosing shit. Because we know trauma, trauma informed is like the wave now. Unfortunately, I mean, it's a good thing. But at the same time, it's like people are talking about being trauma informed. I don't think they are informed above any trauma other than their own. And I feel like you can speak from your own lens concerning your own trauma. But speaking on other people's trauma authoritatively without getting context strictly from your own lens. With trauma, I don't think that's fair. I think that's doing people a disservice. Again, I told y'all it's spicy. It's a real spicy episode. I'm, I'm telling y'all. We not even, we might even halfway done. Anyway, next cliche that I think we should retire in 2021. The Okay, part two to that. That's your karma. Again, like I said, you won't learn figuring out your own karma. How the fuck you gonna tell me about my karma? You need to stick to your karma. Stick to your past lives. Stick to whatever you think you got going on with yourself. You, I feel like you could probably try to tell me, but at the same time, you don't quite know either. You think you know because you may have had some gifts, and I respect that. Some people are truly gifted. But there also are some people who are out here acting, and they're out here playing spiritual folks. You know how they go. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. I'm not a spiritual person. I just play one on social media. Folks is out here just miss. They just misdiagnosing and miss speaking on everything when it comes to other people's lives and it's dangerous because they plan with folks because folks need guidance so people that are really open and vulnerable to receive damn near any piece of advice so they can be put in the right direction are going to accept that negative advice and really build their entire life narrative for whatever time being whether it's now or forevermore because you know we are always evolving but certain things will stick with us certain things will follow off but People are going to build their entire narratives based on what somebody said that supposedly was supposed to be fact or supposed to be authoritatively presented to as, as something they should internalize and build based on that. Like, no, no, not with that. Next cliche. Everything is a projection. Now, I get it, right? Everything is somewhat. I feel like people do project. Yes. I've seen that. I've done that. Like I said, I've never bought my own advice. So I do understand that things can be projected. But sometimes people just be like, <laughs> they just be like, oh, well, you remind me. The reason why you don't like me is because I remind you of parts of yourself that's unhealed. No, I don't like you because you're a bitch. That's why. Let's keep it a thousand. You're a bitch. You're rude. Disrespectful. That has nothing to do with me. I respect myself. I respect others. I show love. I'm kind. I'm, I just don't like you because my spirit don't take you. It has nothing to do with me. Other than the fact that you already are a boundary crosser. 
of something that I don't have value in. So I can't fuck with you on the strength of that. It's not a projection of me being unhealed. It's me showing you how healed I am and how I'm not going to fuck with you because you already crossing boundaries before I even get close to you. So if I don't take you from a distance, I damn sure I'm not going to let you get close up to me for us to figure out how this is going to work in any proximity, any close proximity. So sometimes it ain't always the projection. Sometimes people really do be rubbing folks the wrong way because they really are disrespectful and they're unk and they're not kind and they're rude to people. Like I just, I think people use that projection to really justify why they treat people like shit. And that's what I got a problem with. And my definition of treating people like shit is treating people as if they're below human. Which actually leads me to my next cliche. The, the cliche goes as follows. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. I have personally used this a lot. And I had to let it go because I realized we're both. And there's nothing wrong with being both. Here we go with the whole putting one above the other as if like one's better than the other when we could probably use both to our advantage to grow and evolve the best way possible as the most self-aware we person we can be you know what i'm saying like we can be self-aware of the human stuff that we go through because that's unavoidable we're going to deal with that every day because we're on the human experience the human experience can be dictated to or affected by the spiritual experience because we're going through that every day that's what i mean when i say i'm a spiritual homegirl because everything i talk about it ain't always just the spooky shit and the, and the divination about the tarot and and different systems and things like that yeah i get that but where i kick shit from spiritual homegirl is everything we go through on the journey affects our spirits human or otherwise so i deal with everything in the journey so that's why i think that that cliche got to go because we are both we are humans having spiritual experiences and spiritual experiences you know like we're both like ugh. we have to stop like romanticizing this whole spiritual being shit it ain't always milk baths and roses and crystals and pretty pretty shit no sometimes it's sitting in the dark at 4 30 in the morning crying feeling isolated and alone because you didn't sat here and had to dig up some stuff you thought you had put behind and it's also sitting in misery sometimes for a week because you have to process some of the things that you've done to people or things that have been done to you that haven't made you feel so good or you have to sit for six months to a year because you don't realize that you're not as found or as woke or as positioned as you thought you was. You actually are quite lost. And you don't really know where to turn. And you're looking for the answers. That's all a part of the spiritual journey. So I guess that's another cliche about the aesthetic piece of spirituality. It's not always sexy. It's not always pretty. It's not always sexuality and, 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 and using sexuality for energy. It can be now at times, but it's not as chic or glam as it's presented. What's another cliche? Ah. <laughs> oh, what makes people mad with this one? Look, y'all. I've seen these cliches for years, and like I said, I've used these cliches for years, so I'm calling myself out. This is not a call out to anybody indirectly. If anybody knows me off this app, y'all know I don't do subs. I do direct to the point. You gonna know. I'm gonna knock on your door if, it, if it's a problem. So it's not a subliminal source. Anybody, not to mention, I don't really fuck with nobody too hard to have a problem with them like that, okay? Like, I show love, and I'm kind, and things of that nature, and I fool with those that fool with me, but, like, I really don't have issues with folks because, like I said, like, I, I don't really... 
I don't see the points. Like, it's like, for what? Like, I don't know. I fuck with you or I don't. And if I don't fuck with you, that's cool. You're just not for me. So it doesn't mean there's active smoke or anything like that because I got better shit to do. But another cliche is I've mastered self. I've mastered self. And the reason why I'm calling that is because self-mastery is just my homegirl definition. You're free to think what you want to think. But I think self-mastery is an everyday journey that does not end until you die. I don't think it's some shit that you just do after five years of this. Or you get some elders, you read some books, you go on some retreats, you get some certifications. This is speaking as a person who has certifications, who has read books, who has done things for years, who has elders. I'm still not even... Now, I can say I've mastered some things on the journey that I'm still working to continuously master. But I can't sit there and sit on this high horse and say, I've mastered self. Now, I've gotten in a very better, a good place and a more improved place over the past... You know, anywhere between two days and 10 years, 20 years. Like, I mean, we've all grown and that's great. But I think that we, again, from an image persona perspective, we're looking for this perfect image of what it looks like to master when we could just create it every day. And again, I know that's probably not sexy enough because it actually requires doing work and actually requires the not so cute parts of the journey. But at the same time, I know like really dope people that are in great positions in their own respective traditions that are still mastering what they um, are studying. No matter what, like I know an Ia that well. Um, for those who don't know, Ia Ia Nifa is a um, well, at least the Ia I'm talking about. She is a priestess in the Yoruba tradition, African traditional religion. So she's been doing this for I think 40 years, 30, 40 years, and she's still mastering what she's doing. So for me, it's like <laughs> if I got an Ia that role like that. I'm definitely not going to accept nothing from nobody else. Like even the elders know that they're constantly students of life. So I think that, again, we're looking for the totality of like success and what it looks like when in actuality it's a continuous journey of obtaining and maintaining. But that's just my opinion. You're free to you know agree or disagree. It's fine. But I still think the whole master yourself like it's just so blanket i wish that people would elaborate on what that looks like to them because again even self-mastery is going to look different and again if you have certain laws i mean if you're christian you're going to probably base it on scripture or what have you um for those that are in other religions you're going to probably base it off of the scriptures or um traditions or um guidelines and rules that's going to look different for everybody whether you're in a tradition or not but um, or a system but if not i mean it's it's gonna look different for everybody so i'm just telling people like you know just saying another spiritual cliche is <laughs> it was meant to be maybe or maybe not maybe it was meant to be maybe you chose something and then you dealt with the consequences and you have no choice but to accept it so it just had to be meant to be sometimes <laughs> it be like that sometimes y'all some, i mean come on like this is, i've been there too i've been there too sometimes i seen something that was in my quote-unquote destiny and then i fucked around and made the wrong decision it was like oop i gotta eat that <laughs> it was meant to be i guess like i it is what it is and, and the reason why i say that is that it really boils down to the argument of destiny versus free will right or fate versus free will it's almost like okay like with the birth charts right 
People can say, oh, well, the birth chart tells you what's going to happen in your life. I was taught differently. Shout out to Dr. Sherry Henderson and Wade um, over there at, um, well, Dr. Sherry is actually with Interspace Atlanta and then Wade is actually with um, MAS, the Metro Atlanta Astrological Society. So the way I was taught about birth charts is that birth charts are blueprints and you build the house based on the blueprint sometimes you can go outside the blueprint sometimes you can work within the blueprint so i feel that way about the journey again everybody's gonna feel differently about this because when it comes to fate versus um free will like people do have a lot of contention with that because people feel very strongly and stuff like that for me i'm a person that like i said i think that there's things that we're meant to have but we also have the choice to excuse me a choice to um make a choice we have the choice to make the choice and then we have to deal with whatever comes from that choice so i don't know i mean i'm just that's where i'm at with it when it comes to that um and the reason why i've allowed myself to be more free with the involvement or the fluidity of that concept is because i used to be very rigid i used to be very this is the way it has to be so what and then i think and i think sometimes that robs us of our ability to make the choice and kind of makes us be passive um, versus just being like, wait, I don't have to do this. I don't have to take this. So, you know, I had a quick moment where I had to kind of recheck and be like, my mama didn't teach me this. <laughs> and that's one part of the programming that our parents um, give us, at least my parents gave us, that I really was like, I need to keep that. <laughs> Let me keep that, okay? Because we do have a power of choice. And my mama's mama taught her that same thing. So I, I think that that's just where I stand when it comes to um, that cliche. Another cliche, I feel like I've talked about this already, but I'm I'm just going to say it again. The quote, I've ascended this 3D matrix. Now, this is usually used when folks want to appear like they're better than you, right? Folks want to act like they done ascended all this stuff and they're above this, that, and the other. My thing is this. If you've ascended the 3D, why the fuck are you still here? Because you got shit to learn too, baby. Like everybody else. Everybody got things to learn. Your ass, you're physically in 3D. Spiritually, you may be somewhere else, but physically, your, your goddamn body's here. So let's not do the high horse and the ego tripping. I have ascended you 3D. No, bitch. You're a 3D person too. It's okay. I said with love. You're a 3D person too. It's okay. Come kick it with the rest of us that understand that all of this is a part of one big story instead of focusing on these different chapters and these different levels. It's all a part of the same deal, baby. It's okay. You can be 3D. No, I'm going to be a 3D. I know social media tell y'all them little charts to be talking about how to be 5D, 7, like how to be spiritually. What was that shit I seen that made me be like, y'all done lost y'all damn mind. It was a chart of spiritual growth. And it had like these, <laughs> it had these red, yellow, and green um, levels, if I remember correctly. I got to find it. Oh, I got to find it right now. Because I can't even, I'm, I'm literally recording. And I, I need to look at this right now because I think I'm going to post about this. When this episode um, drops, Let's see spiritual growth chart. I seen it and was like, "Who is telling these people that this is what's up?" Like, no, that's that's another form of programming. What good is telling people to be spiritual when all we gonna do is follow a chart that somebody else said based on their standards? Do y'all feel me on this? Like, I can be solo in my beliefs. I'm fine with that. I can stand on my own when it comes to this. But I don't get it. What's the point of freeing yourself from the programming if all we're going to do is subject ourselves to another programming in the name of spiritual, uh, quote-unquote, evolvement, and as well as approval from folks that agree with that same type of ideology? So it's almost no different than 
changing who you are or doing things in order to be accepted by a group of people that follow the same ideology. Now, for some, it could work. Some people are like, yo, I need that chart. The chart feels right to me. I'm a roll with it. My thing is more for people that are like, look, it don't feel 100% right to me. I feel like I'm forcing it. And then it, it may not be for you. That chart may not be for you. And this also is more so for people that try to use the um, the dimensions piece as like a way to ascend or um, it ain't might ascend, but you can't ascend with no fucking high horse. You, that that's not that's not very spiritual. I mean, at least in my definition, like using your growth to dangle it over people's faces as if, as if they're less than you. I don't think that's cool. And this is again, this is coming from somebody who's always been about growth since I was a little girl. So I'm just like, I'm not a person that I don't like bully and bully adjacent behavior. And I think that when people use those cliches in that kind of way, it just kind of I just I don't like it. It just kind of reminds me of folks that are wanting to appear better than i know some of y'all gonna probably try to psychoanalyze and be like maria maybe somebody no i've been pretty fucking fly since the first grade i'm gonna be honest okay i've been i've been cool i've been about been cool i ain't never wondered if i was dope enough or nothing like i've always been that girl in my head regardless of who felt it and who didn't so it's not even about me feeling less than i just always been a person that never liked bullies so i may be the experience that some of y'all may try to psychoanalyze me on because i know some of y'all pissed right now is a situation where i was doing a pageant mama homegirl put me in pageants and it started because i love tia and samara so much and i found out tia and samara did this one pageant um maybe about six years before I did and I was so obsessed with them as a little girl I said y'all want to do that pageant too not realizing what pageants were which are basically acceptance contests and ways to really show who you are and also um and then they're fun on one end so let, let me not talk bad about pageants on one end when done correctly pageants can also help children break out of their shell um or showcase the talent they have prepare them for performance art um, and they can also boost their confidence because even though I didn't really need much boosting as a kid, it was dope for me. I had one thing of stage fright when I was five years old. But other than that, I've always been like, hey, like I've always been cool. So um, on the flip, though, pageants can be used to create fake characters that, that kids don't let go of and they feel like they have to portray a character in their adulthood. It also creates a click mentality behind the scenes. I've seen that um, little girls get beat up, um, but she called that girl. Um, the n-word so i mean <laughs> it is what that is um again choices and consequences but um yeah so it's like you know with with pageants though like it's 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 um it also again like it just puts people in a, a situation where folks have to be accepted so when it oh wait just got a message oh yeah so going back to like pageantry and high horseness sometimes people think the spiritual journey is a pageant people want to go hit the x hi my name is so and so i've done this i've done that i've done this i've done that and i'm more spiritual than you because i do xyz it's a competition they go to the x in the middle they hit they mark they turn and smile go to the, the x on the left turn and smile and if you're in a pageant or if you know about performances you know what i'm talking about then you go to that last little x that's taped on the stage you hit your little mark and thank you and you take <laughs> and you take <laughs> choose me and then you turn around and you walk away hit that little last smile and you exit stage left that's how people act when they do that that 70 8d whatever the fuck that dimensional shit you can you can ascend all day 
But when you start acting like you're better than it's a competition, that's when it, it the cliche really starts to be a cliche. It's just almost it almost waters down and invalidates all the shit that people talk about ascending. If you're gonna ascend only the shit on people that you supposedly ascended from versus help them up. Like you fake as fuck. Like let's just call it a real thing. You fake. And that's real. But I just don't like when people use stuff against um other people. But going back to the pageants, I've seen girls get bullied about pageants and stuff like that. I'm just not with the bullying stuff. So going back to that experience that people may try to psychoanalyze me on, it's the not liking folks bully other people knowing that they regular just like me. When that pageant was over, your ass is going back home to watch Nickelodeon just like me. You're going to eat your little kids' cuisine, TV dinner, or your mama's cooking just like me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go to school the next day just like me. So for me, I just never understood why folks would try to bully other children because I always knew from an early age we're all the same. So for me, I just kind of was never with that. So that's what I mean when I say I don't like people that use that type of stuff because they do use it to, I think, bully other people because they don't think that they've gotten there yet. Now, I understand some folks may give some love and advice and say, hey, you know, like even for me, I remember being told by somebody, hey, you know, you may not understand where I'm at because you haven't gotten there yet. And I remember being like, man, fuck you. But then I realized Yo, they're right. I actually quite haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> so it's okay. So sometimes it could apply. But again, my issue with these cliches is that they're used so generally and so um, one size fits all in a blanket statement way that I'm just not with it. And then the last thing that I think, last cliche we, I think we should get rid of in 2021 that is a spiritual cliche is let it go. Don't waste your energy. Uh, No. No, that's a toxic positivity cliche that I'm not with. I remember being in a room on Clubhouse and hearing someone say, y'all shouldn't let that stuff tear your energy down. Y'all shouldn't, I mean, y'all attract, you know, that same bullshit about attracting shit. Maybe you're dealing with women that treat you this way because you attract the bitch trying to tell me that I sat here and attracted a girl pushing me down the slot. This didn't this happen to me, I'm just saying. Like, a girl pushed me down the slide at six years old. I'm supposed to, I'm, I attracted that somehow. Like, that's what I mean when I say people be using this stuff all out of context with no backstory and they be sounding real stupid. It sounds real armchair therapist, you know, where people just think they can just analyze somebody and don't know nothing. Like, no. Like, that's almost like somebody trying to read you and you know they wrong, but they think they right because they feel like they got a gift, but they, you know they wrong. You're like, yo, like, I'm not even trying to be rude. Like, you wrong. That's how it be. So when people say, let it go, don't waste your energy. Like, who are we to tell somebody to let some stuff go? Now, mind you, I'm never above my own advice. I've said this before. And I'm calling bullshit on the stuff that I've said. Because I've said some of these before now. And I just feel like the more I get into my studies and things like that, and, and the more time passes and the older I get and the more I mature and grow, we're not in no position to tell nobody how to do nothing. Now, granted, I would love to tell people not to self-harm and harm others. But at the same time, I can't force people to do what they want to do. And also, I can't force somebody to get over something that did not happen to me. So it's like to tell somebody just to hurry up and process. Like, you don't dictate the process and process. That takes time. That takes work. And for some people, it may take a, 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 a person that's professionally qualified, whether spiritually or mental wellness or both, to get that process properly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make no sense to me. Sometimes you got to sit with stuff. Just like with the toxic positivity of, oh, don't 
Don't be mad. That's a lower vibrational emotion. The fuck you talking about? If I'm mad, I'm going to be mad. I need to figure out why I'm mad. Because if I don't get a chance to sit with my emotions, I am robbing myself of the opportunity to truly grow and authentically evolve in the way that I need to because I have a clear awareness and understanding of what is going on with me. So for somebody to rush in and be like, oh, just let it go. It's completely rude and it's completely dismissive. It's invalidating. We should have time and we should be allowed to sit with whatever emotion we want to. And so we sit and process what has happened. What good is getting over something if we don't even know what happened in its totality or in its fullness of what it did to us or how it made us feel? Our society is so microwave. We really telling folks to heal quick. Healing is not something you just throw in a microwave for 60 seconds and ding, it's done. It don't work like that. For some it could, but for all of us, the rest of us, it ain't always like that. Sometimes you got to really have those nights where you're just like, man, this hurts. <laughs> I, I probably should have did this. Sometimes you have to mull over and, and just sit and stew. Y'all think gumbo takes 30 minutes? No, it doesn't. You got to let that mug stew. Sometimes you got to stew in your emotions. And that's okay. You are not low vibrational if you have to stew and process. This is your process. Nobody else's. It doesn't make you less spiritual. I think it's great that people um, are allowing themselves to sit and be able to say, hey, I'm going to gain awareness from my own perspective and not let somebody else tell me how to gain perspective from my own experience. I'm going to take the power into my own hands and I'm going to let myself or let spirit or intuition or God or ancestors, whoever you call them, I'm going to be led to the healing that way. I'm not just going to be rushed to some shit because somebody is telling me to do it based on whatever they think I should do. I'm really a, a champion of the power of choice. I don't know if y'all realize the theme of this episode is about spiritual cliches, but it's all because the spiritual cliches rob us of the power of choice. And I'm not with it. My whole damn platform is about choice. So if anything happens or if anything is said or anything is presented that comes off otherwise, you best believe I'm going to say something about it. So that's why I'm doing this episode. Ooh, I've been talking for a while. Oh my goodness, this is like the longest episode I've done so far. Well then, so <laughs> so with that being said, um, I'm curious to know what spiritual cliches do you disagree with? I'm curious. And I mean, I might make this a, uh, a series because there's so many of them that we all choose. And again, we, because I'm never above my own advice. Um, I just, I'm just curious to... <laughs> I know people gonna be mad. I always piss somebody off with these. I love it. Ooh, I love it. Especially when they do it under my Instagram. I'm like, you better give me that engagement, boo. Thank you for them impressions, boo. That algorithm gonna show everybody this post now. Thank you so much. I don't know if y'all ever see that. If I ever get to it with somebody on Instagram, y'all see me responding. You'd be like, why is homegirl responding? Because number one, it shows the example that you're just not gonna be talking crazy on my page. Especially whatever you talk, it goes against what I'm championing on my platform. And number two, the more people engage with me, for better or for worse, the more impressions I get. And then when I get tired of it or I hit a certain number, I'd be like, okay, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Have a good day. So sometimes I entertain it for, I mean, honestly, it's for marketing purposes. Like I, like I say, I turn BS into glitter. Ain't nobody finna just come on my page and entertain me without me getting something out of it. Like, and when I mean entertain me, I mean be like disrespectful. 
No, we're going to transmute that, boo. I don't have to pay no ads if you're going to bring bullshit on my page. We're going to get them free advertising or that free marketing off of yo yo shit. Fuck that. That's how I operate. I know some of y'all probably like, dang, that's cold blooded. I don't care. I don't, I'm not with that. You're just not going to sit there and fuck up my day. You got me fucked up. I'm going to sit there and get all the free marketing and <laughs> what Kaya be saying? Kaya or T.S. Madison, full free promotion. Off of off of the negativity. You better believe we're gonna turn the BS into glitter. Okay. So with that being said, I thank y'all for listening to today's episode. This has been a pretty spicy episode. I've not gone this hard in a while. For some of y'all that are new to me, sometimes it does get like this. Like I always say, I love God and I love gold teeth. Okay, so and I'm I'm from Atlanta. I, I used to eat 10 piece lemon pepper hot wings, extra fried, like hard fried. Um, with extra hard fries with lemon pepper uh, sprinkles on top of that. So it really could turn into a dandelion latte on one end, but then go to like a Hennessy on ice on another. So sometimes it gets like that. So today's one of those episodes, but it's all for a good cause. And it's all out of love. And it's all because I care and I really want people to be able to hold on to or recognize and hold on to their power of choice because that is what we are here for. That's that's what I believe. Again, everybody's going to think something different, but I truly think that our power of choice is here for a reason. It shouldn't just be given away um, to people that um, that don't deserve it. <laughs> like nobody deserves our power of choice. Like we we deserve to own that no matter what. So um, shout out to those that went to Tetris and I's clubhouse room yesterday. It was a lot of fun. We talked about authenticity 101. And um, authenticity is such a a super broad topic. So Tetris and I are going to come back next Thursday, um, lunchtime, 12, 15 to 1 uh, Pacific time as of right now, um, lunch break things. And we're going to talk about different topics in the um, in the broad uh, scope of authenticity. So I'm really excited. For those who don't know, Tetris is my homeboy from from like literally almost the like millennium. We've been friends for a very long time. He's an entertainment host. He currently works for Billboard. He's been hosting for at least 10 years. So I thought it would be great to do a room with him because he knows what it's like to remain authentic while hosting from a professional entertainment standpoint. Obviously, I kick things the way I kick it from a very authentic homegirl, just like you perspective. I don't put on a persona. I don't put on a hat. I don't put on a, a gold grill and automatically become spiritual homegirl. That's that's not me. I've always been this way. Um, so we were talking about remaining true to self when we present who we are in front of whoever. Um, so we're going to talk about that more. Mind Sex Mastery Mondays with Delorean Young, aka the Mind Sex Mentor, is still going down every Monday. If you have not followed me on Clubhouse, Spirit Homegirl is my name. Make Peace with the Day is my game. Uh, I, I said it because it rhymed, y'all. But no, it's actually my club name. Um, so if you're looking at my clubhouse profile, definitely go to that first circle um, with the hand in it. That's the Make Peace with the Day Club. Definitely sign up for that club. And you'll get notifications or turn notifications on. I forget which one. And you'll get notifications of when I'm doing rooms. Saturday, I'm doing a room with Amina from Analogy of the Healing Tree. If y'all were tapped in in August, I did a two-hour crystal intensive with her. She is perfect to talk about fake crystals on Saturday because we're not talking about that, apparently. We're not talking about it as much. Everybody's talking about crystal, crystal, crystal. But what do you do if your crystals is fake? How do we know if crystals are fake? Because again, spirituality is very trendy and very sexy right now. So everybody's looking to make a buck. But sometimes we get caught up and we buy fake crystals. We don't even realize it. Some of it is very nicely curated glass. 
zero properties. So I want to bring her to Clubhouse to talk about fake crystals and what to do when you got you a fake crystal. So again, if you're not following me on, on Clubhouse or following the club, my name is Spirit Homegirl on there as well as the first club, the very first club to the left is Make Peace of the Day. Definitely sign up for that club because we're going in. I'm really excited to bring my tribe onto different platforms. So if you need to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl, Facebook, and YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl, um, Patreon, Spiritual Homegirl, um, Aquarius Challenge is coming up. I actually want to retool the Aquarius Challenge because Aquarius is an interesting sign. <laughs> They're the like quirky ones that are very non-conventional. So I want to do a non-conventional way to approach this challenge. And for those who don't know what challenge I'm talking about is every sun sign season, we use the energy of whatever sign the sun is in to incrementally change our lives. I'm not really into dramatic um, changes, at least not all the time. I'm more so into taking little steps to kind of self-aware, uh, self-check and then be self-aware and then figure out how to change from there. So that's what we're doing for Aquarius season. So shout out to my Aquarians. I love y'all with y'all detached asses, okay? <laughs> I love y'all though, I promise. Um, what else? Oh, don't forget to sign up for Child Letter at spiritualhomegirl.shop. Shout out to those that saw my little uh, busted challenge. It wasn't a real busted challenge. It was really a busted challenge that promoted the, the podcast and marathon. But I bought uh, some people bought some shirts. So thank y'all for supporting your girl. I appreciate it. Um, what else? Oh, if you want some aromatherapy solutions, I am a certified aromatherapy practitioner. Shout out to Heal Center Atlanta. That's where I got my papers from. You can definitely tap in at spiritualhomegirl.shop. I have six blends. I'll be doing some more videos about um, those blends and how to use aromatherapy and things like that. That, And I also have an episode about aromatherapy do's and don'ts coming up very soon, too. Whew, I just had a mouthful. I think that's everything. I knocked that out pretty quick. The more I do this, the more I'm just like, wow, I am really getting much better at listening off these links, okay? But again, for my Patreon, though, if you do want to sign up, tiers only start at $7. That's 23 cents a day. So definitely, if you want to support a black woman creator, fool with your girl. If you want to support but through aromatherapy, fool with your girl. Buy a shirt or a hoodie, fool with your girl. Coaching is actually... I'm doing that on the low, low. I mean, it's not so low now if I'm talking about it now, but I will start opening up that very, very soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. So I don't want to hold y'all any longer because this episode has went so long. But my name is Maria. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Leave the cliches if they don't fit, okay? Love y'all. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trichodemics Valerio.